Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Listening live. The Smoking Musket Podcast. Hi, Goddards. Welcome to another edition of the Smoking Musket Podcast. I am Bart Keeler, an editor at smokingmusket.com. You can find me on the musket as Bartimus Prime and on Twitter at Bartimus Prime19. Please take the time to subscribe to us on iTunes, the Smoking Musket Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Smoking Musket. Follow us on Twitter, at Smoking Musket. Like the Smoking Musket on Facebook. And visit www.smokingmusket.com for daily news and notes about WVU sports. Before we get too far into this, I do want to take the time to remind you that on Monday, we're going to have a podcast for uh, a kind of a recap of National Signing Day. Mike Miller our site manager will be joining me for that, so please be on the lookout for that. But we need to refocus on the basketball season as the WVU Mountaineers are in the thick of what could possibly be a historic season for the program. And to talk about WVU basketball, as always, I am pleased to welcome back to the podcast John Lowe. He covers WVU basketball for the AP. John how you doing this evening? What's up? Uh, I'm 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 doing just fine. Good. Kind of kind of tired of recruiting crap. Um, yeah, even it I was. Didn't really do any of it. Well, yeah. you were still a part of it regardless. It, it, guys, you know, by Goddard's listening in, it's a lot. It's an all hands on deck type of thing. Everyone's doing something. So. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a lot. But we made it through. It was a decent huh. class. Yep. So. I'm I'm not uh, I'm not decent. mad at it. Yeah, it was decent. decent. It was decent. <laughs> decent ish. Um well let's talk about some basketball though. I mean we've got specifically two games that West Virginia just played we're gonna cover and then we'll look ahead in part three to the two games coming up. But uh first off, just you know, hey, we get the win against Kansas. You're kinda worried about what team's gonna show up because after that Baylor game it was like, Whoa, hey guys, uh you still gotta play basketball the rest of the season. But, I mean, a pretty decent response against a team who has a lot of fight in the Texas A&M Aggies. Um, West Virginia pulls off the win in Morgantown, 81-77 to in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. It was a lot closer than it should have been, but I never felt really scared until the final minute. Is that fair? Um, I mean, that's not really how I uh, <laughs> okay. interpreted it. The way I interpreted it was like there were, you know, three or four times in the game where West Virginia could have had it in the bag. Yeah, and we and didn't. Yeah, they just kind of yeah let AM keep coming back, which I mean I was sort of okay with because I like I like I've said before I have family down there, and like I was in the press row and I was texting them saying like hey, you know, 
<laughs> A&M came back, put it back on. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was kind of cool from that standpoint. But, I mean, uh, if I were just thinking about West Virginia, it was not uh, – I, I never like to see West Virginia just blow a huge lead like that. I mean, honestly, we uh, we were up by 20 at one point. There's no excuse for no. us to have been up by only two with, like, 14 seconds left. That's just ridiculous. And then having to rely on foul shots, no, no less. Well, to, to, yeah. To keep it, yeah, I mean, it was I, – I mean, I'm glad we got the win. Um, and A&M, they were feisty. If they had DJ Hogue, they would have won. Probably, Probably. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, good luck to them on the rest of their season. Um, I don't know if they'll do anything. Um, but, um, I mean, I'm glad it's out of the way. And, and uh, you know, it, it, was, it was not <laughs> – yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad it's out of the way. Well, I mean, it wasn't the best day, but the Mountaineers did manage to put up 81 points without really shooting the ball all that well. West Virginia shot um, uh, just over 44% from the field, which, I mean, really isn't a great day of shooting, um, and only 52% from the foul line. Uh, We'll get to that later. But, uh, I mean, decent days from Issa Amadi at 14 points. Javon Carter, 19 points, 9 rebounds. Pretty solid day from him again to lead the way, but not a whole lot of great scoring output on the day. Why was West Virginia struggling to actually score? We created um, chances. <laughs> Just yeah, I, I think, and, and if you notice, most of the struggling came in the second half. Yeah. Um, they were pretty good in the first half. Um, I mean, I think it might have just been fatigue. or It happens. Something. I mean, you think it wouldn't be that? Well, and also, I think, like you mentioned, we were up by twenty, and we were we had large leads throughout the game. We were up forty-five to twenty-nine at halftime. Um, so I think your mindset does change a little bit, mm-hmm. and and certainly you're not pressing as hard. So maybe you know, Huggins does like to milk the clock. This is the biggest criticism I have as Huggins as a coach, and this is I haven't said this really before, but I think he goes into like conservative mode on offense way too quickly. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like we settled for a lot of bad shots. We didn't attack the rim very well on Saturday, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I, uh, I was not impressed with their, with their performance off the, off the rim. But, you know, like I said, most of that struggle came in the second half. They were, they, they were actually beating A&M in the rebounding battle. After. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I, <sighs> I think it was a combination of the fact that you're up by 20 and you just kind of take it off, yeah. you know, and then also, and you wouldn't think this would be a problem, but the fact that A&M's in the SEC, you don't think of the SEC as a good basketball conference. I mean, really, if you take out Kentucky, you got nobody. Right. I mean, really. Um, yeah. And, and also, I mean, it was, it was a game. If, if you were there and I don't know if it was like this, you know, from afar, but it kind of felt like we were playing a preseason game in the middle of the season. Like, it, it felt bizarre. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it was kind of like, this game is a game, but it doesn't really, like, it doesn't really have any bearing in terms of Big 12 implications. And that's, okay, that is why I don't like it being placed in the middle of conference play. Mm-hmm. If this were on the other side of Christmas, this, I think this challenge would stir up a lot more attention. And, I mean... Again, this is a huge – this still – beating A&M is still a – I mean, they're not a great team this year, but it still has the opportunity to be a good RPI win or a good, 
you know, perception win, right? But right. I mean, I I I, I, th- I think of A and M as like they're like Temple times one and a half this sure. year. So I mean, you know, a loss wouldn't have been terrible, but it wouldn't have been good. No, um, but a win is still like a oh okay, you beat A and M, that's good. Now we move yeah. on. Yeah. But I yeah. just feel like being in the middle of the conference schedule is stupid. Um, it, it, it ends up tied. The uh, SEC Big 12 Challenge ends up tied 5-5. Five to five. And the Big 12 at one point, I mean, when you look at the, team, the games that the SEC won, Tennessee beat Kansas State, Georgia beat Texas, Vanderbilt beat Iowa State. Um that was the that that, that, that was yeah. the shock to me. That one was a shock to me as well. Um, um, Florida beat Oklahoma all... wasn't really a shock, but yeah, I mean, well, yeah, you you watch that game and think, how the heck did we lose to Oklahoma at home? Every single time Oklahoma has played this season, I think, how did we <laughs> lose to Oklahoma? But whatever. Yeah, and uh, and I was shocked by Auburn beating TCU. I thought I TCU... was too. I mean, Especially Auburn's better. Home. Auburn's better than. Oh, absolutely. Were. Auburn's not a bad but... team this year, but. Yeah, I mean, T T, but you know, TCU, they're so they're so good this year compared to where they were. And, hey, yeah. they got a big win at, uh, against Kansas State this week as well. That was huge for them. Oh uh, yeah, I was yeah I was watching that just now. That one went into overtime. Was... Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, huge for I, it has the potential to be better, but I think it would be better if it were on the other side of Christmas. That's just my personal opinion. Um, highlighting for Texas A and M though, you had. Um, Admon Gilder, I think I'm saying his right his first name correctly, but Gilder, t- 24 points. I mean, he really was – he and Davis were the two, but, I mean, really Gilder was the guy who seemed to be able to hurt West Virginia whenever they wanted. Uh, and Hampton had 21. So, I mean, those are big numbers when you look at point production totals. 24, 19 – or 24, 21, 19. Not a whole lot from anyone else, but those three guys, Gilder, Davis, and, and um, Hampton, really, West Virginia struggled to contain them. I don't know. I'd say Tyler Davis was the best. I mean, 19 I points, agree. 18 rebounds. Yeah. I mean, wow. He got, and, yeah, he got everything, especially in that yeah, second half. I mean, he was, he was the guy. He was, he was the guy for them. Um, and, and, and J.C. Hampton came off the bench. You know, I mean, yep. he's, he's like their Jay Sean Page, in my opinion. And, uh, um, he he had that three pointer uh, towards towards the end of the game to to bring it to within two, um, so I mean yeah he he uh, he showed up whenever they needed it for sure and uh, yeah I I was really impressed with the way A and M handled what, uh, the Coliseum and you know playing West Virginia yeah they didn't seem scared that's for sure I mean obviously the first half was rough but that second half they responded very well yeah yeah and. Uh, I thought I was thinking like going like going forward from that game. I thought ah maybe they'll pick it up. Maybe they'll get some momentum. Maybe they'll you know make no. the make the bubble. No, they lost to I think it was what uh, Vandy. Yeah, I think yeah, night, I think it was Vandy. Yeah, yeah. So well, uh, yeah. I mean, it's one of those games where you're like, oh, it has potential, and then it, it doesn't. A um, and M falls to eleven and nine on the season, but West Virginia improved to seventeen and four in that game. Um, getting the home win in the SEC Big 12 Challenge over Texas A&M, who, again, I just don't know why they fell so far this year. They were a pretty decent team last year, but whatever. Um, I don't really want to spend too much more time on Texas A&M. I don't think it's um, it's not important anymore to the season. We beat them. We move on. Awesome. Right. But 
I mean, really, so <laughs> West Virginia, you know, we beat Kansas and we turn around and, you know, actually we beat Texas A&M. That's great. Come out on Monday, the AP has ranked us number seven. And I think everyone who is a Mountaineer fan kind of went, ugh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, man. Oh, and, well, and one, one more thing real quick on a It's the first time West Virginia has beaten an SEC team in that challenge. That, I, that is worth noting because that was incredibly yeah. frustrating that we haven't beaten a team from that conference yet. But, yes, our first win in that particular setup. So that was yeah. that's good to have. Um but yeah, that seven rank, I was like, uh, okay, we're gonna lose. And I, and I was another thing that made me upset is that I'm an AP writer, but when West Virginia's in the top ten, I don't get to write the story. Right. So yeah. I'm not gonna get paid on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. State, so. Well, uh, yeah, that that doesn't help. But um, I mean, that's that, that's a B problem. That's not a West Virginia problem. I, I was <laughs> I was talking to Smitty about this. I think we were talking about this also um, amongst our our staff writers. That it, I mean, we moved up eleven spots. And I know we beat Kansas, and Kansas did beat Kentucky, so that made us look real good. But I feel like that was a, an overcorrection from us losing the two games. Does that feel fair? Oh, I absolutely. Like absolutely. I don't think we should have I, I, I was as thinking, far as we did. I was thinking twelve at at, at you know at most. 12. I was thinking fifteen. I was like, okay, yeah, but like other teams lost too. And it goes back to my whole like, I don't think there's a real true top team in college basketball this year. So, like, I, it felt weird that we fell that far because we fell 11 spots. <laughs> and then we just moved up 11 spots. So, I think, obviously, I think a Kansas win is worth more than an Iowa, than a, um, an A&M win, but it just felt weird. Um, so, we get that number seven now attached to our name going into Hilton Coliseum in Ames, Iowa to take on the Iowa State Cyclones. And you and I both know... Hilton is, pro- I would say, the second toughest place to play in the conference behind Fog Allen. Um, it has a lot of history there. They are very good there. Except for, I guess, maybe this year. And that's more indicative of the fact that their team is not that good. And I think we found that Iowa State really isn't that good of a basketball team this year. Yeah, I... Uh, and I not, mean, they're I'll, not I'll, bad. I'll, I'll say this much. They've... they've they scheduled well, yeah. Non-conference, and that, and I think that's kind of come back to hurt them. Um, but I mean, I, I think I still think they'll make the tournament because I mean I think they were about right. I mean I think they were they weren't quite this bad, but they were close to it this time last year, and they still made the tournament. It's true, because um, I, I think they finished twenty three and twelve. Um, so I, I, you know, I think they'll still make the tournament, I don't but know if I think they they'll get to twenty-three. To be quite honest, so right now, after losing to West Virginia, not to spoil the story, but West Virginia eighty wins eighty-five to seventy-two, um, a pretty complete performance for the Mountaineers. But Iowa State falls to thirteen and eight, five and four in the conference. So with half the conference season gone, and only five and four, you know, there's not a whole lot left out there for them to win. Right. Well, I mean, they'd have to they'd have to make it. I think at least to the semifinals of the Big Twelve. Tournament. Yeah, you're right. And 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 probably you know if they, you know what are they? They're thirteen and eight. If they if they win at least six of the next nine games, I think they they'd be in a pretty good position for it. Because yeah. so then they they'd, they'd be nineteen and eleven. Um, and then if they win one and lose one in the Big Twelve tournament, they'd be twenty and and twelve. 12. 
So, I mean, I think that's an NCAA tournament-worthy record, considering who they played, like, Gonzaga and, and, and a whole they bunch of They played, other. and I mean, obviously they played the Big 12 Conference, so you're getting at least five teams that are in the tournament, plus Gonzaga, and they played some other, like, um, invitational yeah, since, teams. Cincinnati, that, that was yeah. the other team they played, yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, they, 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 I think they would probably be, like, a 9 or 10 seed. Yeah, that's okay fair. That. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Uh, I mean... Again, I thought this was a very complete performance from West Virginia, but I mean, we can't talk about this game and West Virginia's win without talking one guy in particular, and that's Nate Adrian. Nathan played 35 minutes, which was second most on the team to Javon Carter, but he was just quite honestly the reason why Iowa State was not able to mount comebacks. He ended up with um, 11 rebounds, 23 points. And a lot of that was his ability to just box out and not allow Iowa State second-chance opportunities. He had six defensive rebounds and seven for ten from the field, which is good. But, man, seven for eight from the foul line, especially toward the end when he had a couple of, you know, he had, I think, a one-on-one and then a two-shot where he made all of them, and that was that was huge. Yeah, I mean, he was... He was seven for eight from the charity stripe, and uh, I mean that. <laughs> it's it's. I did not think he'd get there four times, but I mean, yeah. still, I mean that's 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 great. Um, and, and that's another thing. Foul shooting was great on on uh, on Tuesday. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, yeah. Knock on wood. Eighty five percent. I don't know. I mean, like really, that's very good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, and and st- still, I. I feel like I say it at least every other podcast. I am so impressed with Nathan Adrian. I mean, I'm gonna miss Bob him. Huggins is too. I, I think uh, all of all the bygotters out there are very impressed with what Nathan Adrian has done, especially this year. Yeah, I mean, I like whenever he got recruited out of Morgantown, I thought, okay, his dad knows somebody, and <laughs> that's how he got the you know, and maybe that is how he got it. But I mean, hey, Bob Huggins has done something with him, and, and Nathan Adrian. I mean, he. Obviously, had had you know has the drive to, to be this good in this in a in a you know in the Big Twelve of all conferences. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's playing in the Big East. So, well, and I again, mean, he's I, he's the point of that press, which is an incredibly tough position to play, and then also produce on offense. Jonathan Holton struggled to do that, but he was still a very good defensive player. But man, I mean, just it, it, the numbers were great. Thirty five minutes, twenty three points. It's phenomenal. Um, also got to just point out, I mean, Javon Carter, I thought, I mean, he only had four points, played 36 minutes, though, and was phenomenal when it came to defending uh, Monte Morris, who only scored eight points. Yeah, he was quiet. He kept him quiet. Yes. Yeah, I I was... um... Yeah, I, I thought, Mon- you know, if Monte Morris had been in the game, that, that would have been the Hilton Magic right there. Yep. And, yeah, I, I, I was really impressed with Javon Carter on defense. Because, I mean, that, that that's one of those things where you have to look beyond the stat sheet. And, and, exactly. If you, yeah, if you just look at the stat sheet, he's like, oh, 36 minutes, but four H- points, H- one Bob Huggins no, not... was quick to point that out, man. He was he very quick to point that out. Yeah, and he, he was, yeah, he was amazing. Um. And luckily, you know, the rest of the team kept kept Deontay Burton. I thought Deontay Burton would be the guy. Um, well, Iowa State has a propensity. They they can score. They're a very good shooting team. Historically, I mean, this season they've been decent. We held them to under 40% shooting. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, that's that. This was one of those. It wasn't necessarily the press. I mean, they did turn the ball over 16 times. We turned the ball over 15 times, by the way. A lot of those were in the final three minutes when they started to press, and we didn't. We weren't handling it as smartly as we should have. But, I mean, we just made Iowa State. We forced them into taking threes. And I think that was what kind of allowed us to get those rebounds because we were able to capitalize on long rebounds. And we contested every shot. Yeah, it was um, like the whole game. And another thing about how impressive this one was to me is that the game, for most of the game, I'd say out of the you know 38 out of the 40 minutes of the game, it was never – like it was never out of doubt, so the fans were never really no. It was you know, quiet. Out it was of... a quiet Hilton Coliseum. Yeah, I mean, uh, okay, relatively. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying I mean, <laughs> quiet, quiet for them. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's quiet yeah, for I, them is loud at most places, but I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I feel like you know, I mean, it's not like you know they were clearing the you know the gym like you know yeah. ten minutes left. So, um, I mean, I think that's impressive, and then just you know, I. Sorry, it was. I, I, had a, I had a really long day yesterday. <laughs> hey, we all did. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, again, West Virginia gets a very rare win in Hilton Coliseum. Um, I mean, they don't come by easily. We this is two years in a row we've won there. Get the win, eighty-five to seventy-two. Um, I'm trying to think. Isamod had fourteen points, which is a pretty good day for him. Tariq Phillip, fifteen points. Um, other than Thomas, no one from Iowa State really threatened us. I mean, Burton and Jackson had 11 each. Mitru Long had 10. But, I mean, again, this is a team that really relies on some pretty prolific scoring from individuals. And I didn't get that this this time around. Uh, West Virginia, just a very good defensive effort holding Iowa State to 72 points. And the Mountaineers improved to 18-4 and four on the season 6-3 and three oh, in the Big quick. 12. Real quick, um, Beetle Bolden. Oh yeah, shot three pointers. <laughs> man, that's a stat though. Man, he had five minutes, eight points. Two of those mm-hmm. were, as you said, banked in threes. Yeah, and then um, I mean, it wasn't really a good thing or a bad. Well, I mean, yeah, it wasn't a good thing or a bad thing. But what was that Elijah Macon dunk? <laughs> um. <laughs> so if you're not familiar, Elijah Macon had a dunk that was. I mean, it was a pretty awesome throwdown. But it didn't count because the ball, like, did not pass through the cylinder of the net and went back up through the top of the cylinder of the basket and out. And it didn't count. I don't know. I, I think it's stupid. I reject that premise. Well, <laughs> it rejected the ball. Um, I think it's because he dumped the ball too hard. I think he, that like, was it. snapped the Yeah, I think that was what it was. Yeah. I just, I mean... I don't know. I I I, I should have counted. I'm just saying. I mean, whatever. It would have been 87 to to 72 and say yeah. five, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it it didn't matter, but it was it was one of those weird things that happened. But you know, West Virginia does get the win, 85 to 72, 18 to four in the conference, or 18 to four overall, six and three in the conference. Um, you know, a really uh, the road is still there for West Virginia. I think we were. Not hitting the panic button, but definitely cause for concern after the losses at Texas and at Oklahoma. But, I mean, really, the Iowa State game was a very good 
testament to how this team, when they are mentally focused, can be a very good team. And they proved it. So now three wins in a row heading into games against the Oklahoma schools. And stick around for part two when we discuss the games against Oklahoma State on Saturday and Oklahoma on Wednesday. Hi, Goddard. Welcome to part two of this week's edition of the Smoking Musket Podcast. Joining me is John Lowe. I am Bart Keeler. We're here to talk to you about the WVU basketball games that are coming up on our slate. First up on Saturday, February 4th at 5 p.m. Eastern on ESPNU, the Oklahoma State Cowboys come to Morgantown for a return trip against the West Virginia Mountaineers, ranked number seven in the country. You may remember that West Virginia went out to Stillwater and put a pretty nice whooping on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, 92-75. to But Oklahoma State is a much different team from then, are they not? Uh, they are. Uh, they're on a, <laughs> a four-game win streak. Yes. So, uh, yeah, they've gotten – plus they beat Oklahoma. Not that that really means much, but um, they well, beat Oklahoma at that, Oklahoma. So. <laughs> they beat Oklahoma at Oklahoma for the first time in 12 years. Yes. So, so they the, are, uh, yeah. That, yeah, that was that was huge for them. Uh, put up a huge mark against Arkansas, 99-71. to 71. I don't think that means a whole, whole lot, but, man, 99 points is a lot to see. They've significantly increased their scoring production since they played West Virginia. Um, right now, as you mentioned, they've won four in a row. They are three and six in the conference, fourteen and eight overall, and West Virginia sits at eighteen and four, six and three in the conference. Um, I mean, what's been the biggest difference in your mind between what they were now then and what they are now? I think they're confident. I think they're much more yeah. confident. Um, and and let well, let there be no mistake, Arkansas is a good team. Yeah, they're going. Yeah. You know, they're going to the tournament, um, and they put a whooping on them. Um, so I, I, you know, I think, and this is really since they started this win streak. This is the really the first high-profile opponent they got, and they got us in Morgantown. Yeah. Um, if they, and, and I, I mean, they'll be really motivated coming out of the gate, and I think it'll be much, much closer than it was in Stillwater. I, I agree. I mean, just looking at their record, they, they've, you know, obviously started the conference season off with a loss to us, and then lost. Uh, four more five five more five more games so they started off the conference uh oh and six but their last four games they've won three of those being conference games so certainly on the uptick but it's one of those of like okay did a team just get hot against i mean they played at texas tech they played tcu and they played oklahoma which are not the best teams in the conference now granted we did not go out to texas tech and win um, so, I mean, they're definitely playing with a little bit more conference. As I mentioned, their scoring numbers are up significantly. Um, they, I mean, they only put up 57 at Baylor. They put up 75 against us. Um, I mean, they hadn't, they didn't look all that great in the scoring department, which is what they were, you know, doing decently well in the non-conference slate, but they put up a decent amount of numbers now in the past uh, f- five games they've played. 
So I, I think the scoring is up, and that's been the biggest reason why they've done better. And if you want to look at the scoring for Oklahoma State, it comes to Jawan Evans, the guard who averages 18 points a game. Um, that was a tough game when we played him out there in Stillwater to, you know, to really, I guess, get a hold of finally. But we were able to do it. Um, had a weird second half. So how do we make sure that it doesn't happen again? Um, well, we got to make sure everyone's there. Um, you know, Adrian, I mean, he doesn't necessarily have to have the same game he had on Tuesday, but, um, you know, he's got to be able to put up double digits. Issa's got to put up double digits. So does Javon. Yeah. Um, Javon was good on defense on Tuesday, um, you know, securing Monte Morris, but I mean, he can't have four points. Um, you know, he's got to do something. Like, he's got to play on both ends of the court. Um, so, I mean, it's, I think it's just as simple as that. I think we're at the point in the season where West Virginia really can win every game. They, they're not outmanned in any game, no, including Kansas. In fact, and I have to put, just point this out there, if we do want to win the conference, we kind of have to win every single game from here on out. Um, Kansas just beat Baylor. If Kansas and Baylor were to split their season series, so now Baylor would have to win in Waco, and West Virginia wins out, West Virginia would win the Big 12 based on the head-to-head comparison. We'd be 4-0 against those uh, two teams whereas they would have a one and three record each. Um, that's obviously looking a little bit too far ahead, but we are now at the midpoint of the conference season, so I feel like we're allowed to do that. So I uh, just wanted to put that out there. But um, in the first matchup, Jawan Evans had 15 points, Phil Forte 18, and uh, Hammonds, Leighton Hammonds is 17. Those are decent numbers, but uh, no one else on the team had any production for Oklahoma state. So are we, I mean, do we allow those three guys to, to get theirs or do we need to actually worry about slowing down, especially to Evans and making sure Phil Forte doesn't hurt you? Um, I mean, we gotta, we gotta neutralize, um, those two. And then, you know, obviously Jeff Carroll, Jeff and, Carroll has uh, come on Layton, Layton Hammonds as well. I mean, he can, he doesn't always have the highest point output Layton Hammonds, but, um, you know, his, his points are big points, you know, yes. he, he, he comes up in the clutch when they need to come. They need him to come up in the clutch. So, um, you know, I, I think those are really the four you need to keep an eye on. Uh, and really, honestly, I mean, nothing against the rest of their team. I don't really see them as being that much of a threat. Not to sound cocky. Right. But. Well, and this is one of those teams that I think always scares me as a WVU fan is that if they have a couple, and they do, they have a couple guys who can just go off and score bunches of points. Um, we consistently have not had that we've had guys who have done that in most games but we have not had one guy to consistently do that and they they have had Jawan Evans they've had um Phil Forte they've had Jeffrey Carroll who have been able to I mean they all average over 15 points a game so um that's a little concerning for me is just the can we I mean we're gonna have to we're gonna have to shoot pretty well in this game in my opinion to to win this one at home it's not going to be just press Virginia. We're going to have to actually shoot well and and score when we have the ball. Oh, absolutely. And I would even argue to say press Virginia has been somewhat lethargic lately. It's yeah, not been, it looked I mean, it's good. Not, it's not like it was last season. No, it looked good against Kansas. But other than that, I mean, Kansas also, we shot the ball incredibly well. Um, I mean, we're technically a better field goal 
shooting team than than Oklahoma State, but I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we are supposed to have you know easier shots. Um, I mean, I, I think the key to this game is really just comes down to we've got to protect the basketball ourselves, and we've got to take you know we've got to score when we have the ball because they're they're a good team. They've come into becoming a good team. I wouldn't have yeah. said that, you know, I wouldn't have said that when we first played them, but they, they figured out, and at least in the past, I would say even back to the, um, even back to the game that they lost at Kansas when they lost 87 to 80, they figured out how to put, you know, basketball together. Maybe not for a whole 40 minutes, but they figured out how to play basketball together. Yeah, I, th- I think they've worked out the kinks in their in their roster. I, I you know I think, um, I will say they'll be a spectacular team next year. Um, I think that's a fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. They'll be spectacular next year. Um, they're just they're just not quite there. Um, and and you know they're kind of like um, <clears throat> they're like Miami football kind of. I mean they yeah. you know they're they're streaky. Um. I, I think Juwan Evans. I, I don't know how well he'll do in Morgantown. I I have I don't know gut feeling. I just don't think he'll play that well in Morgantown. Don't know why. No rhyme or reason. Fair. I just don't think he will. Um. I, I you know I I. All I all I know is expect the game to be in the eighties. Um. Expect it to be, you know, within five or six points. Um. You know, hopefully it's in West Virginia's favor. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think that we're looking at a higher scoring game than we're used to, um, just because Oklahoma State has done decently in the scoring department re- recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel much more nervous about this game than I would have at the beginning of the year, uh, but I still think this is a winnable game for West Virginia. And if you if you want to win the conference, even be it in the regular season or you know, in the conference tournament, these are the types of teams you have to beat. Uh, we talked about this, you know, in the the podcast open the season. This is a one of those teams where you have to take both of them from. You know, we can't afford to let this one slip. Yeah, this this is um, yeah. I mean, it's, we, we we said Oklahoma State, we said Texas Tech, we said Oklahoma, we and said TCU, TCU and K State. Yeah, and um, yeah. You know, so I mean, um, you know, Oklahoma K State. We didn't, you know, we we gotta. Yep. Now, now it means we gotta. Yeah, I mean, now it means we gotta sweep some other teams. Hopefully, we can sweep Baylor. Hopefully, yep. we can sweep Kansas. I, I, <laughs> I mean, we honestly, again, if we went out, we have very good chance to win the conference. But a lot, of, you know, a couple things have to fall in our favor, but not that much. And I don't think winning out is un is unreasonable. I mean, the hardest game we have left on our schedule is obviously going to Fog Allen, but and we do have to go to Waco. But I don't, I, I don't know how to say this, but like I feel more confident that we can win in Waco than I feel confident about winning in Fog Allen, because I feel like the two games were very much like we, to me, looked in control of the Baylor game from start to finish. The Kansas game was concerning because it was just it was a fight. Until we finally, finally, finally got control. So those two games are obviously tough. Um, but this Oklahoma State game proves to probably be one of the other, I mean, really one of the tougher games we have left 
because of the way they're playing right now. Yeah, um, I, I would, I would just, I think it will be tougher to win in Baylor. Really? It will be. Yeah, I, I think, um, I think in in Fog Allen, we're due for a win there. Well, they're yeah. due, they're due for a loss there. Yeah. Um, not to sound, not not to make it so simplistic. And the referees but... are due a paycheck. I mean, um, what? <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, I, and plus. They're gonna, you know, their fans are gonna be motivated. We did not really treat them very well here. Um, Who Baylor? Yeah, did you not hear the no means no? Do they no? deserve they, respect or something? I mean, I don't. I'm, I don't I'm think sorry. they do, have, but they think they do. I have zero good things to say about Baylor right now. Um, neither, do, neither do I. But they seem to think that they're okay. And well, um, yeah, you know, like I said, you know that 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 has no bearing on us. You know, people in Waco think Baylor's fine. So yeah. Um, well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and like I said, I'm not agreeing with it. Um, and and I think uh, they're they're going to be motivated to beat West Virginia. They're mad that they, they're mad that they took uh, their number one spot away, even though Kansas would have taken it from them eventually anyway. Yeah, uh, that that just should point that out. Kansas beat Baylor, so I mean, I think they they have extra motivation now because you know we're one of the lo- two losses they have. Um, I'm sure they want revenge, so. That's that's for sure. Um, I, I don't know. I just I feel confident about this Oklahoma State game, but I feel cautiously confident. I feel like we can win, but we're gonna have to play. We're gonna have to realize that we have to play our best game every game from here on out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we can't we can't have any more of those Oklahoma games. We can't have any more of those Texas games. Yeah. We, we can't can't do it. Um, little. Nice piece of information after that Iowa State game. West Virginia is now 4-0 against um, the ESPN Basketball Power Index top 25 teams after beating Iowa State. Not sure Iowa State counts as a top 25 VPI team or RPI team, but, um, you know, pretty talented team. Just going to show that, like, I think the frustrating part of this team has been we look good against teams that are good. We look real good. And then we play teams that aren't good and we don't know what we're doing. So, uh, you know, I hope the team doesn't think that the win in Stillwater means anything because it doesn't anymore. You've got to go out and win this game. Well, I mean, it was a month ago. It was it, a month I ago. mean, it was. It was. It was more. It was more than a month ago now. <laughs> yeah, it was, so, it was a month ago. That was the last. Ago. That was the last game we played in 2016. That game wasn't even in this year. Yeah. So. Yeah. Totally different presidency back then. I know, right? man. I mean, <laughs> the world is a different place. But as I mentioned, West Virginia plays Oklahoma State at 5 p.m. Eastern, um, obviously 4, per, 4 p.m. Central, where the game will uh, broadcast for all those in Oklahoma. Um, game will be on ESPNU, so you can watch there, and it'll be in the WVU Coliseum. Tickets are no longer available. They are sold out, so you might be able to find some on either the WVU Ticket Exchange or some site, third-party sites, but... Uh, Ask a student. Uh, ask ask a, student. a student. Yeah, that too. Um, yeah. So, I mean, for West Virginia, it's a must-win because you got you want to win the conference. For Oklahoma State, it's a revenge game slash to keep the momentum going. Um, then we have to move on and play a game that I don't like the fact that we have to go to Norman and win this game. <sighs> West Virginia then travels on. Tuesday, February 8th, 
excuse me, Wednesday, February 8th. They go to Norman, Oklahoma to play the Oklahoma Sooners. We know we lost. <sighs> we lost in Morgantown 89-87 in overtime. Um, I still don't understand how we lost that game. There is no reason to have lost to that Oklahoma team. Oklahoma has not done anything since that win. They haven't done really anything at, at all this season. They're 8-13, and 2-7 in the conference. Um, yeah, Jordan Woodard's a good player, and he, he definitely had a game against us. But, man, I, we should beat them there, right? <laughs> we should. That's the, that's, <laughs> that's the key phrase in that sentence. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say they haven't done anything. I mean, they haven't won any games, but they have. Oh man! Other than that Florida game, they have almost won every game they've had since then. I mean, um, sure. I mean, that Iowa State game went into overtime or double overtime. Yeah, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but it's like, it's not like it launched them into beating anybody. I mean, I don't know. I, I I'm sorry. I'm salty. <laughs> I'll admit that. But I mean, they haven't played anyone. Okay, they played at Texas. Cool. You almost beat Texas. Or, you know, whatever. You almost beat Iowa State. You, you know, looked really bad against Florida. You almost beat Oklahoma. These aren't great teams. So, like, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not, I just, <sighs> how did we lose this game? Okay. Um, well, I mean, we, we had a podcast on that. I know. I don't want to. Fuck. We lost because we couldn't export in the half court execute in the half court and that again is going to be important because Oklahoma does have teams or does have players who are capable of scoring occasionally so I mean we've got to be able uh, Oklahoma didn't turn the ball over we turned the ball over a whole lot if you want to be real honest we've got to turn them over more and we've got to freaking not give the ball up so easily that was the biggest frustration from the first game yeah, I mean, yeah, well, I'm trying to think. How, we had, like, what, 20 turnovers in that game? Yes. Close to it. And they had, I mean, like, 13. Yeah, I mean, you can't win a game with 20 turnovers. It's amazing that we went into overtime with yeah. 20 turnovers. Um, so, I mean, yeah, obviously that. Um, Woodard. They still I, don't I, have great sco- – like, they still don't have anyone on offense who really scares me. Woodard's okay. Like, he's a good off. He's a good player. Averages 15 points a game, but no one else. McGusty, Odoms, uh, Latin, none of these guys are putting up big scoring numbers. They're a good rebounding team. They still have got that. They're averaging 38 rebounds a game. I guess that's a positive for them. Yeah. Um, this 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 whole game is going to be like this is a game we should win, and it's just it's 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 just a pain that we. Like I mean, you know, just 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 generally speaking, the home game is the easier one. It should you know? be yes, and, and we lost. Yep. In Morgantown, you yep. know, you think, uh, okay, um, and oh uh, man, okay, and I was, all I could think about this game, because <laughs> I mean, I, the I'm just stymied because you know if you look at the statistics, there's no way Oklahoma should have beaten West Virginia no. in Morgantown. And if you look at the statistics now, there's no way West Virginia should lose to Oklahoma. I know. But it's very possible because it's West Virginia. That's what we do. Yeah. Um, and I'm just 
All and I by this offers... time, we could have, I mean, if we beat Oklahoma State on on Saturday, I mean, we're going to have a higher ranking, I would assume. I mean, we'll move up in the polls. Yeah. I don't, I mean, to a degree, to me, and it's not because, you know, if they lose, they drop out of the top 10, I get paid more. It's not, well, I mean, that's part of it. But, I mean, I, I don't think losses are always necessarily bad. Because, you know, I think of West Virginia – I just – I always get nervous when West Virginia's in the top five well, or if they're close. Yeah. I always get nervous because that means, you know, that means the media likes us. I don't and, like when the media likes us. Yeah. I, I I always like it whenever West Virginia's coming out of nowhere. And I guess that's – I mean, I guess those days we're, are over. We're past – I'm sorry, John. We are past those days in college basketball. Yeah, those days are over now, I like guess. Like people – I mean, we still surprise people, but I mean, we've beaten Kansas, five, you know, four years in a row. Yeah, yeah. We, I we just have finished. Yeah, I mean, those days are over. People know what to expect, and people expect us to. Do yeah, that. I, I just, you know, support, I mean, and not just for that reason, but also like, I, I feel like whenever you lose a game, like we lost against Oklahoma, it humbles you. Yeah, oh, I it agree. It humbles you. It keeps your feet on the ground as a, as as a player. You know, I agree so, with that. So I mean, it's you know, I mean, shoot, before we lost to Oklahoma. A whole bunch of people were whining and crying about how we weren't ranked above Baylor. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, I, I I think it's better from that standpoint than anything else, but ugh, you still don't like watching them lose these games. Yeah. Um, sorry, my, my, my brain is all over the place tonight, and I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> this, is, this is a weird game to talk about because it is one of those, like, we should win. Why didn't we win in Morgantown? And then to combine that with the fact that, like, because we didn't win in Morgantown, okay, this is uh, this is one of the that's the game that like you can't explain away. Okay, you can explain away the Texas Tech loss on the road. Okay, like you can look at that and go, okay, out of a thirty-game season, you lost a game on the road in overtime to right? a good team to a, a a team who actually is you know playing at a decent level. The Kansas State thing is enough. Like Kansas State has, even though they can't seem to put it all together, has been a good team this season. You lose to Kansas State on the road, you go, okay, we understand. Hell, and that, even that even that went down to the to the to the wire. Right, that was still like a close game. I mean, hell, you can explain. I mean, I, again, I don't want to I don't want to put this out there, but you know, you go to Waco, you go to Lawrence, and you lose. You go, okay, they got you when you came back to them. But like, this is that game where you're not supposed to lose it, especially at home. Like we can't afford another loss if we want to. If we want to win the conference this year, we really cannot afford another loss because I don't see Kansas losing to anyone other than us or Baylor, and I don't see Baylor losing to anyone else other than us or Kansas unless they like have a weird road game, you know? Right. So we've got to win out. But this is put like the the loss to Oklahoma really put us behind the eight ball because if we only had two conference losses at this point in time. And we're looking at, you know, six and two in the conference. Then you know, we'd, be, we'd be tied with Baylor. We'd be tied know, with, I, well, we'd still be behind Baylor on overall record. But yeah, I mean, like we would. The, well, yeah, but we beat him in the. We, I mean, in, the in layout the would be there, right? The layout would be there. You know, it'd be you a know, lot easier. You know, we we would be in control of our own destiny yes, exactly. at that point. Whereas now um, it's like we've got to do our job and have some help. So. Yeah, I mean, if we were six and two. I mean, it the overall doesn't matter. We would be beating Baylor in the head-to-head. -head. Right. So, right. Um, yeah, and it's just this – that Oklahoma game, that Oklahoma game was like the 
the the Iowa State football game in 2013. I mean, I know we were already having a losing record, but it was like, how do you lose to Iowa State football at home? When we had a at, huge lead. Yeah. It yeah. Was, yeah. It was like, what? Yeah. So, I, I, I don't, I mean, I, and he, you could even make an excuse for the Temple game. You know, neutral it's, side. It, whatever. The Temple game, know. no one's going to, like, because college basketball, you play 30 games a season, right? You're not going to, yeah, you're not going to be on your A game every game. And, like, you're, you're going to have a loss. If you don't have a lo- if you don't have bad losses, you're a one seed. Okay, we lose to Temple. A one seed is not out of the picture, but like let's be, we're back to realistic expectations again, right? Like okay, yeah. try to get a two or three seed. That'll be fun. But I mean, we're still in the hunt for a three seed. I do think a two seed is like a huge stretch because a two seeds are sometimes refer- like those are reserved for you know conference champions who weren't. The bet like Gonzaga right now is probably going to get a one seed. So you're looking at like a Pac-12 champion, maybe the ACC champion who will probably get a two seed, right? Like it's going to be tough for us to sneak into that two seed. I mean, I think we could. Um, I think we're going to be a three personally. Um, I'm okay with that though. I mean, whatever. Yeah. I mean, hopefully we don't draw Stephen F. Austin like team again. But those are yeah. those are still so so just. Um, that's such an anomaly even now, you know, it just, it's not, it's still not the most, yeah, I mean, it happens, whatever, we got it out of the way, but like, I don't know, I just, uh, (laughs) this game that's just frustrating and we should beat Oklahoma, but for some reason we, they've just had our number. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just frustrating. It's just so weird. They're, there's. How have they gotten this bad? And that's How the other that's the other bad? frustrating thing cuz they are last in the conference right now, right? They're 2 and yeah. 7 in the conference, but they are 8 and 13. Okay? It's not like they got to conference play and were like, "Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> not as good as we thought. Whatever, it happens. Okay, we get it." Right? No. They've been bad for the entire season. And I mean that. Like they've been pretty bad. They have losses against Northern Iowa. They have losses. They have a loss to Wichita State. Wichita State is not that great this year. Okay, they're not like what they have been in years past. They lost to Wisconsin, Auburn, like lost to Memphis. Memphis, yeah, like Memphis these, is not that, that, no. that's not the Calipari Memphis. No, that's... it's not. No, it's not even the passenger Memphis of like okay, yeah, you're still good, but like eh, we don't know for sure how good. Like no, like. They haven't beat any – the only team that they've beat worth really riding home about on their non-conference was Clemson, who, by the way, just beat Georgia Tech on their return trip, which kind of made me mad, but whatever. But, like, we are their talisman win, right? Like, they beat us, and that is the only thing they have done this year worth talking about. Yeah, and, and, and you said 8-13. and 13. That's not even bringing up the teams they almost lost to That's true. that are so inferior. They almost lost to Abilene Christian. They almost yeah. lost to Tulane. You know, they, they almost lost to... Yeah, and to, by uh, almost, you mean they still had double-digit wins, but it's like th- those games were close. Like, yeah. they should not have been in question. Yeah, it was... Uh... Their other conference win was Texas Tech. Okay, whatever. You know, I just... And it was at home. So, yeah. I mean, 
No. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, I don't necessarily think the Lloyd Noble Center is a tough place to play. But, you know, who knows, on a 9 o'clock Wednesday game, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not that worried but about the crowd. But... I'm not either, but it's just one of those things. It's, it is. Um, I think the biggest key for this game is neutralize Jordan Woodard. Take him out of rhythm. Because he is, I mean, he is their offensive catalyst from a scoring and just an offensive setup perspective. I mean, he, he runs that offense. If we can take him off of his game, then I think we will win this game. Yeah. Because no one else on the team is super concerning to me. But Woodard hurt us in the game here in Morgantown. Yeah, and Jamani McNeese had some... Um, yeah, but I think we yeah. in the second I mean, half. I mean, overall out. he wasn't that great, but yeah. I mean when he came up in the clutch. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, but if so we can neutralize I... Woodard, I think that's the biggest key. So that this might be one of those like, hey, Javon Carter, need you to just really get into this, you know? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that's all I really want to talk about this game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's I don't, making I, me feel I, uncomfortable. I hope we don't play them in the Big 12 tournament. Same, same. <laughs> I don't want to. I want to be done with Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. So, good podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any last thoughts about WB basketball? <sighs> no. Okay. Uh, real <laughs> no. quick, I'll, I'll run down the conference standings. Uh, we are currently in third. Kansas now, by virtue of beating Baylor, is number one at eight and one. Baylor is number two, seven and two. West Virginia six and three. Iowa State five and four. Um, TCU, Kansas State four and five, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State three and six, Texas three and six, Oklahoma two and seven. So I mean, again, like you said, Kansas, Baylor, West Virginia. I think we know that those are the three who would legitimately have a shot to win the, the conference championship. With Kansas clearly being the favorite and Baylor having the best shot to get that done. Um, Iowa State, TCU, Kansas State. You know they're start they're trying to fight to keep. Um, you know, a positive side um, seed going, if you will. I mean, they want to try to get an eight or lower seed. And I think, you know, I think they're in line to do that if they can continue to win at the rate they're winning. Um, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, I I don't think they have chances. But, hey, you know, if Oklahoma State continues their form, you never know. Um, I think I think you meant you mentioned what you mentioned Iowa State, Kansas State, TCU, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State. Yeah, that's, that's five teams, right? Well, um, yeah, that plus the you know the obvious three: Kansas, Baylor, West Virginia. That'd be right, eight teams. Right. So yeah, I'm, I'm just talking about those middle five. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Out of those five, three of them make the tournament. Yeah, and I think it's I think Iowa State should, but I just mm-hmm. don't know what team they're going to put out night to night. And I think Kansas State should, but they've struggled to be consistent. So who knows? Um, yeah, who knows? But then you've got Texas and Oklahoma at the bottom. Texas three and six, Oklahoma two and seven. So I mean that that's how the Big Twelve looks. Um, I I mean I, again we we see the cream at the at the top. We see West Virginia kind of sitting there where I, we should be at the top. But you know we haven't taken care of business when we need to take care of business, and that's coming back to bite us now. Mm. So at, from this point forth, it's you know you got to go and take care of your business. Yeah, you got everyone one more time, and uh, as Medea would say, "Mind your business." <laughs> there you go. There's your Medea quote from <laughs> from Atlanta. Um, if I don't talk to you guys next week, it's because I'm still drunk from a Super Bowl victory. Um, so yeah, just yeah, good, good, good luck in that. 
Thanks. Um, gonna try to get this out Saturday. I am going to the USA um, Jamaica soccer game in Chattanooga, Tennessee. It's about two hours for me, so um, that sounds like a good time. It'll, yeah, I'm excited. Um, so they're, they're they're kind of in trouble though in, in World Cup qualifying, aren't they? Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. That is a that that requires an entire podcast. Um, <laughs> but the yeah, I mean, this is a this this is not a World Cup qualifier. This is just a friendly with some. Not scrubs, but some guys who aren't a full yeah. national team members. So right. it'll be fun to watch. That's all. Yeah. I mean, I know Jamaica's already out of it. So I mean, yeah, Jamaica's not. Yeah, they're not in it. So Star, uh, Stars and Stripes FC podcast with uh, Barton John. <laughs> I mean, I actually um, one of the guys who does Stars and Stripes FC. I think he's an Atlanta United FC fan. But Rob Usery, he's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Hey, there's a shout out to us uh, an SB Nation blog, Stars and Stripes FC. Check them out for U.S. soccer news and notes. Um, speaking of other stuff, obviously, check out our blog, www.smokymusket.com. We put stuff up daily about West Virginia basketball, football, everything. Um, I wrote a story today about women's soccer recruiting. We actually had, a, from what I can tell, a decent class. Um, Going to be tough to replace the girls we're losing, but still good. A little, little hazy on how many people we got, though. I'm sorry. I totally wrote a headline for eight. Cause I had ri- when I wrote the headline, as you know, John, as a reporter, you write a lot in advance. So I wrote it, and they yeah. had two more girls come out. And it's weird because like they had a girl, Kaylee Oe, um, enrolled in the in in uh, January. Like she was a she enrolled before this winter, this spring semester. So technically, they signed nine today, but they have ten in the class. It's it's weird. So whatever, I messed up on numbers. No one's surprised. Um, <laughs> So whatever. Um, anyway, yeah, I mean, just check us out, smokingmusket.com. Like us and rate us on iTunes. Um, f- subscribe there so you can get this podcast every time we upload it. Um, f- subscribe to us on YouTube. I'm sorry that the last two didn't make it to YouTube. I thought I uploaded the videos. I guess I didn't. Um, sometimes YouTube doesn't always, I guess, cooperate. I don't know. Um, but subscribe on YouTube. Find us there, Smoking Musket. Follow um, at Smoking Musket on Twitter and like the Smoking Musket on Facebook. And check out our Facebook Live show. Yes. Yeah, so uh, the next one, get, our sound is going to get better. The next one will obviously be uh, this Saturday at three thirty around then, as now, John will be live from the Coliseum to preview yeah. the West Virginia Oklahoma State game. Yeah, I think we're going to try. If we can get the sound equipment this week, we're going to try to push it later. Oh, that'd be um, cool. Yeah, we don't like doing it that early. That <laughs> uh, uh, makes sense. Yeah, so uh, you know, if we can get, we're, we're thinking of getting um, lapel microphones and just plugging them into my iPhone. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Yeah, if we can get that to work and it doesn't sound too terrible, we're gonna do it, and we're probably gonna try to do it around four, four fifteen. Well, that sounds fun. But you'll find, uh, you'll find the notification if you like us on Facebook. You'll get that notification if you. Uh, follow us on Twitter or on the site. You will probably see a tweet and a story posted about it as well. So be on the lookout for live from the Coliseum on Saturday before the West Virginia-Oklahoma State game starring Mr. John Lowe. You can follow him on Twitter at JohnEverett24. You can follow me on Twitter at BartimusPrime19. So for John, I'm Bart. Thanks for playing along. And as always, goodbye, buddy. Hope you find your dad.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.